This is Kate Moorhead with Find It, the Vital Signs of the Spiritual Life. We are on the fourth vital sign, G for group. Why was the group necessary for Jesus? Jesus did not invite everyone to be a disciple. As far as we can tell, he traveled and taught alongside a specific group of men and women. Each member of his group was selected individually by him, and we will never know the exact criteria of the selection process. One thing we do know is that these people were willing to drop their entire lives and follow him. He asks the rich young man to follow him, and the rich man cannot leave his wealth. So it is he who rejects Jesus' invitation and not the other way around. Many people that Jesus heals want to stay with him and follow him, but Jesus sends them away instructing them not to tell anyone. Why were some invited and others sent away? Jesus was a human being as well as being God. As a human, he modeled community and intimacy to us. Humans cannot experience community and intimacy without limiting our numbers. The human being can only know so many people intimately and face-to-face. We have to have boundaries and borders to our groups. And here is where things get messy. We must understand that boundaries are not the same as prejudice. Groups must have limits because we are limited in our capacity to be intimate. We cannot welcome everyone into a small group. We can welcome them to worship. We can welcome them into baptism and into God's unconditional love. But we cannot welcome anyone who asks into our particular group of disciples. Not even Jesus did that. This is not cruel. It is healthy. The Episcopal Church welcomes everyone. We are proud and bold to claim this. In a world of racism, homophobia, and other sins, we want to make it clear that God loves all people and wants everyone to come inside the church. But welcoming does not mean that we don't have disciplines that we teach, behaviors that we encourage, and boundaries to our community. Community cannot be a free-for-all, or it would be total chaos. We do have to have some guidelines and even rules to ensure that both safety and kindness abound. What is the relationship between safety and kindness? Like in so many areas of life, it is a dance. There is a balance between hospitality and discipline. We want to have a healthy community where people are invited into a way of life. And yet, we also want to be sure that this way of life is open to all who wish to come. Small groups must have limitations on the amount of people that can gather or they wouldn't be small. As I mentioned earlier, I believe that a group should be no more than six if it is to meet once a week for an hour. 
If more people want to join, then the group must make a decision to assist a second group in forming and or to split up themselves into two or three groups so that others can join them. Our minds and attention spans do have limits. The limits of a small group reflect the human limitations of the members of the group, not the unlimited love and understanding of God. God has infinite capacity for love and justice and community. We do not. There are also certain behaviors that cannot be tolerated in a small group, behaviors that risk the well-being of its members. Gossip cannot be tolerated, criticism, unsolicited advice. The group must set its own behavioral norms and then adhere to those norms. And if a person will not behave in a manner that is respectful and honoring of others, that person must be asked to leave. This is where Episcopalians tend to fall down. We can be so nice that we allow people to sabotage our time. Whole groups will gather and be at the mercy of a dysfunctional person just because no one wants to hurt her feelings or seem unkind. This is itself a form of idolatry. Jesus never said to be nice to everyone. He told us to love them. Sometimes the two are entirely different. <laughs>